Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions Steve Dash, Rinko Lieber. Everybody, welcome back to Wrong and Wronger, where comedy is king. I'm the queen, and James is nothing but a pawn. And James, that actually sounded a little better in my head before I said it out loud. <laughs> now that I, you know what? I'm going to stop ad living at the front end of these things because that just didn't quite come out right. But how are you doing? I am a little bit offended, quite honestly. Oh, good. Okay, then it worked. <laughs> no, not by that. By the fact that right oh. before this, that we, we go in here not, never knowing what we're going to talk about. And you today yeah. asked me, before we even started, yeah. which is cheating, you asked me <laughs> if I knew what we were going to talk about. Like, how dare you? Yeah. How dare you defame the basic premise of this podcast? <sighs> I, I, you know, I've been running. I just sat down and I thought, usually I have a couple of seconds to kind of breathe. And uh, let things percolate inside the confines of my mind. But today, my mind is empty. <laughs> I don't think that's exclusive to today, <laughs> but hey, that's fine. If you want to toss me these softballs. Um, the, you you know what, out. though? Actually, somebody I know in real life the other day, she kind of dabbles in my content. All the stuff she doesn't have to pay for, of course. And uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, the, the podcast came up, the podcast that two people listened to. And she said she'd listened to a couple episodes. I was shocked. I was like, really? You've listened to it? She said, yeah. It's a little rambly. I'm like, ouch. That's the whole, how, how dare she accuse us of being rambly? Us, the podcast, with no direction ever. No topic, no focus, no nothing. Just just nothing. It's like, it's like Seinfeld, but, you know, worth $100 million less dollars. It's like the, the poor Seinfeld, the pointless Seinfeld. <laughs> she didn't comment on the brilliance of your co-host you know what i don't think anyone in human history has commented on that because it simply doesn't exist <laughs> i mean what? you i am the sun and you are the moon any radiance you have is just my light reflecting off of you have you ever mooned anyone james <laughs> i have not you know Oh man! <laughs> um, there was a guy I knew. He was kind of a uh, he was kind of a squirrely guy in high school, and he mooned a bus. He was on a bus and mooned another bus, yeah. or mooned a bus when he was off the bus. One or the other. I wasn't there, thankfully. But it was the final straw, and it got him sent off to military school, which oh until that God. moment I didn't know was a thing. And I didn't see him again until years later. And he came back and he was a shell of a human being. Like the squirreliness was oh, gone. Like him. they got the squirreliness out. But you think military school, you know, he's confident and assertive and all that is no, no. There was just nothing behind those eyes anymore. It's a limp handshake and a, a scared, broken human being. But I guess that's what happened when, you know, when a, when a normal childhood prank gets you sent across the country to live in a military <laughs> compound, like... I guess you get a little bit of gun shy about uh, expressing yourself. I see. <laughs> what grade were you in? I want to say, I, I don't know. I think he was a year younger than me. I think I was a sophomore and he was a freshman, something like that. Wow. Or, yeah. It was, I mean, <laughs> by ninth grade. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we're, we clearly can't fix you. Like, I believe he came home 
uh, the story goes. And there was like uh, the military camp commandant there in the living room with his parents. And like a, there were a couple bags, like trash bags full of his stuff. And that was it. He was gone. And uh, I don't know. The part of that makes me wonder is like, surely if it's his parents, they would have packed duffel bags. But maybe I'm making up details now. But I believe <laughs> this was not like a discussion of son we think this is best for you this is he came home from school one day and like oh by the way this is your last day here (laughs) they had like already a renter moving stuff into his bedroom (laughs) i don't know that i have mooned more than once in my life and i think I didn't get sent off to military school, but we almost got our asses kicked. And that was enough for me to be very cautious about when I let it fly loud and proud. What do you we mean? were, uh, Mike, what? No, go ahead. Finish, finish. Oh, we, my buddy, Mike Schrader was driving and, uh, we lived kind of on the outskirts of Waukesha in Wisconsin. And, uh, that should be just about all you need to know about <laughs> me living in the country. And uh, there were a lot of rednecks around, and he was driving on a two-lane road in Waukesha. And I don't remember who else was in the front seat with him, but I was in the back seat, and I'd heard of this mooning thing. There was a guy up in Indianapolis that got sent off to military school for doing it. Otherwise, my innocent ears had never heard of such a feat. But uh, this big truck with giant mud wheels, <laughs> like uh, pushing up next to us, and I pulled them down. It was summertime, so I had shorts, and you just pulled down, yeah. just pressed it against the window. And uh, these two guys, like, stalked us all the way down the road. Like, they <laughs> wanted us to pull over to fight with them. And we would have died, oh, James. Man. We would have died. I didn't hang out with burly, manly men kind of dudes. We were nerds. So that was the first and the last time. And if my parents listen to this, they'll probably know, because that was a night that I just went right to my room and shut the door. But that, that was my experience, that when you called me the moon, that's what jumped into my head. Well, please, keep your pants up at all times. I mean, Although, <laughs> your entire shtick on here used to be that you recorded without pants, but I guess that went away when you had to start recording in the office. At least I hope it went away. I mean, it's my office. I don't share it with anybody. I do whatever <laughs> I want in there, James. Well, I imagine you have clients coming in there. That's going to create a different dynamic. Well, it is. It is interesting. When uh, we have a visitor here on the ranch, it's annoying to me because I have to put pants on before I go out and pee off the porch. And I can't pee in my usual spot because it's in full line of sight of the, the other cabin. So I have to go around the corner wearing shorts and pee on the other side of the cabin. It's a, it's a gross injustice, James. Why don't you use the bathroom? I, what kind of question is that? I don't know. You spend all that the money renovating the sense bathroom. Why don't you use it? What'd you even pay for it for? I, my wife uses the bathroom. I don't need to waste water and fill up the septic tank. And besides, it's peeing outdoors. Do you wash your hands? What, whoever washes their hands after oh peeing, Oh my gosh. James? I know that everyone says they do, and when you're in a men's room and your boss is watching, you at least run a little warm water over them. But come on, I'm a clean guy. When, what are you touching, really? It doesn't take two hands and a like a, a support thing, to, a, a stepladder, 
to pee, just uh, let it go, put it back in, and get on with your day. That's my motto. And you go in, and you cook with those hands, and you type yeah. with those hands, you shake yes. your rock stars people's hands with those hands. Why? Why? Why, Steve? I eat with those hands. I eat stuff off the floor, James. You know why? Because I grew up next to a cornfield. And we spent the days running and eating stuff, and nobody ever, you hose off once in a while if you get too muddy because your mom doesn't want you tracking that stuff in the house. But otherwise, a cavemen didn't wash their hands. Cavemen didn't even use toilet paper. They probably used their hand, for God's sake. I'm at least cleaner than that. Yeah, cavemen also died by 40. Maybe take that into account when deciding your hygiene <laughs> practices. I can't believe this. <laughs> This is coming from the guy who doesn't even, who says he doesn't even pee in the shower. Like, of course you've got to live a little, James. Live! What is it with you and urine and germs? I just, you know, those signs in bathrooms, employees must wash hands. I look at those in the year of our Lord, 2023, and I think, who needs that reminder? What sort of heathen savage would look, would, go, would just walk past the sink with all this soap? You, Steve, you are that person, except you'd never walk by that sign. You would go out back and <laughs> pee by the Burger King dumpster. That would be you, and you'd go back Damn in right. and you'd cook with those hands. Yes, me and the homeless guy named Zoso. We pee back there. We have a conversation while we're doing it, but we don't make eye contact, James, because that would be weird. So you and, and Mrs. Steve is okay with this. You yeah. being pantsless, peeing off the back porch. <laughs> yes. What do you do in the winter? She'll say, when the dog has to go out, she goes, why don't you boys go out and pee? And I'm like, yes, we shall. And the dog knows the drill. He pees on his little pad, and I pee off the porch on my little area. Yes. When you come to visit, you'll see. Doesn't, well, now I'm not coming down there, definitely. <laughs> Does, doesn't a section of your porch smell like pee? No. It rains. <laughs> it, I, I'm just, I'm at a loss for words. So is there, is there a, huge de- a, de- a huge dead spot of grass? Yes. Yeah, that there is. I remember when we first moved in, I had three pea spots, and it didn't occur to me how quickly pea will kill grass. And uh, we were standing on the porch once, and there's like these three sort of uh, pockets out from the porch of dead grass. We're like, what is that all about? And Mrs. Steve looked at me and said, is that where you pee? (laughs) I said, yes, mystery solved. And she wasn't quite as excited as I was. I can honestly say that after 500 episodes, this is the most disgusted I have ever been with anything you've ever said or done. We have hit a new low by far. And I say this as the guy who got recognized handing over a fecal sample in public. So this, like, this... This is several rungs below that. Like, it's it's cold outside. When it was a 40 below cold snap, what did you do? What? It's James... I am shocked that you're looking at a guy from Wisconsin thinking, would he really go outside in the winter and pee? The answer is you're damn right I did, because I have a responsibility to nature to conserve water. So that is what I did. I took one for the team, James. So you have this nice, warm, insulated bathroom inside, and instead you put on 16 layers to walk two feet outside and pee in the snow. I just put on slippers so that my feet didn't freeze while I stood there. Now, granted, uh, they were up in my throat, if you know what I'm saying, but it's still, I pee. And at no point in this entire process did it occur to you that it might be easier to use the bathroom as intended. 
Well, I will say when I get up in the middle of the night, I'm about 50-50 on whether I stroll outside. I get a little squeamish in the summer because I worry about snakes coming up in the dark on our porch. Like uh, stepping on a snake at two in the morning in the dark, that's not something I want to live through. So uh, all of that to say, I'm about 50-50 with whether I pee in the toilet when I get up in the middle of the night. How are you not divorced and or murdered? Like there'll be a Dateline <laughs> episode of did the spouse do it? And they say, and then he peed off the porch and everybody be like, well, of course his spouse did it. Come on. You can't live with this guy. Last night, my shortest uh, Dateline episode ever. My wife was reading through some thread and it was just women complaining about the annoying things their husbands do. And she started reading me all these things she thought were hilarious. And I was, you know, obviously less thrilled because she's clearly just building up the list of all the things she hates about me. <laughs> but think about this with you. There wouldn't even be a list. They would just end it. They would just put this one single bullet point and everybody else would say, my God, I'm glad I married to literally anyone else but him. That's that's where we're at in this conversation. I just I just can't. Does it feel weird when you go into work in your office and you have to use a bathroom like a civilized human being? No, because your poster is right there. And I, I let it hang right there. And I do make eye contact with your poster, James Breakwell. It's uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting that sense right now. Man, this... Uh, <laughs> I... You know, you could have come up with a topic. When I said, what are we going to talk about today? All you had to do was say, Thanksgiving turkey. And then we could have <laughs> talked about that. But no, you said, well, let's just see what comes up. And this is what comes up. I blame you. I let the conversation flow naturally. And I didn't realize it would literally <laughs> flow today. Okay, that is that is 100% on you. Oh, do you I, how did we back into this topic? This had to have been your segue. No, no. I didn't say, by the way, oh. Pete, Steve, do you pee off your back porch all the time? Just what do you do when you have comp like so when you you when you're standing there, does your does your company know like don't walk around the perimeter of the porch too close? There's a pee zone there? Like do you warn people? Is there a little sign you put up? Maybe a fence? I, you know, I figure people roll the dice when they come to the house one way or the other. So, I mean, pick your poison, James. This is Rattlesnake Ranch. I, and, and like bugs and things. Like you go outside, going, going to the bathroom when you're camping is unpleasant. Not only do you have the weather, you have the insects, you have the wildlife. You're afraid of snakes. But I mean, you're walking out there pantsless in the middle of the night. And I hope you're just pantsless. But I mean, there's going to be mosquitoes. <laughs> there's going to be ticks. There's going to be... I just, I don't understand. You have, you have dumbfounded, baffled, and bewildered me to an extent I didn't previously think possible. And this, this might be the end for us. I don't know if I can keep going wow. with a porch pier. This is, this is pretty substantial. Wow. That's all it took. Yes. If only I had known this. I do remember complaining to you when we were at Olivas Manor that I wasn't able to pee off the back porch two houses ago i kind of was able to even though i would have been in full view but i at least modestly turned my back to the neighbor's bedroom window when i would pee off our porch now i there's not a house within sight of any part of our property and you can pee at will james when you come here you will feel free free you you did it in town 
with neighbors. This is not a new behavior. Yeah. This is a suppressed no. behavior. You temporarily put it on hold when you were in the wealthy suburb. And now that you're out, you're just letting the real Steve come out. The the inner <laughs> Yes, and it barbarian. is a glorious liberation. My bro- oh, I tell you what. My brother is having this. I feel emancipated, James. My brother's having this problem with his kid. His kid is like four or three. <laughs> And they've got a chunk of property, but they're in a subdivision. And, like, when that kid's outside, he just pees wherever, like the dog. And he's trying to break the kid of the habit, because that's not how you function in a civilized society. It's going to cause him problems in life. And here, did this did this happen recently? Or have you always, what? for your entire life, been a porch peer? I have dreamt of one day being able to fulfill my dream of peeing off a porch. And now, James, I am finally able. And I, I tell you again, it is glorious. You, you will see. You're, you're talking about suppression. All of your carnal, male, caveman, reptilian instincts are in a jar <laughs> under the bed in your subconscious somewhere. And when you pull it out and you twist the lid off that Pandora's box, you will never want to leave Rattlesnake Ranch. And I can make that happen. There's plenty of places where nobody will find you. Uh, yeah, the, you're making it sound less and less appealing by the second. I'm kind of shocked you have guests <laughs> at all, including your own family members. But I guess maybe your wife has family too, and maybe they still want to see her, and you're not quite a deal breaker. I guess they don't, they don't fully get, comprehend what you're doing up there. Man, you know the the old owner before you went in, there was all the lube and the weird sex stuff over there. And yeah. we thought this yeah. this is disgusting. You know, the mice and the snakes. No, no, the real disgusting part is once you got that place cleaned up cuz you're still up there like the Grinch on Mount Crumpet. I mean, just just <laughs> up there lurking, bringing the whole place down. There is old man Steve in his river of urine. I just man. <laughs> I, river of urine river. great name for a band yeah. yes it's a great name for your life <sighs> and just do you when you go to other people's houses in there if they're not watching do you pee off their porch do you have to ask which way's the porch or which way's the bathroom i mean do you does this come up what a great question have i ever peed in someone else's yard i i have to believe the answer is yes i can't think of an example off the top of my head but it, it seems like something I would not hesitate to do. You're a, you're a father. Did you raise your son with this same behavior? <laughs> Damn right. I, I just remembered a story when I lived in the wealthy oh. neighborhood. There was a park where all the beautiful people would walk. And I was walking. There's uh, The bathrooms were locked during the vid. And so you couldn't go in and pee. And... I would have to kind of time it. I, I do remember thinking about where can I duck into the woods here and pee without uh, one of these uppity people calling the cops on me. But little two or three year old kid that was on the playground just dropped trow and let it go. And I said to the mom, that kid is going places. And she said, well, what are you gonna do when you have to go, you have to go. And I appreciated that she is raising her son correctly, James. I don't know what your mother did to you, but obviously it took a little chunk of your humanity and just threw it into the wind. You know what? Now, not not from that story, but you made me think of something with that locked bathroom. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to shift my disgust slightly because I think there is one situation where public urination <gasps> is acceptable, and it comes down uh-huh. to uh, it has to do with like downtown areas 
where there's no huge chain stores. And the reason chain stores and chain restaurants matter is uh, like if there's a McDonald's someplace, even if it's someplace fancy, yeah. you can always go in and use a McDonald's bathroom. You can use a Barnes and Noble bathroom. You can use, you know, the big stores you can. But like these little places, they always have signs up, bathroom not for customer, go elsewhere. But when you're in a quaint downtown district that's been all fixed up, and when nobody wants the, and you want all the people, the people to come into the downtown, you want the pedestrian traffic, but you don't want them walking into your store just to use the bathroom. Suddenly the entire area becomes a bathroom desert where even your own customers oh. aren't allowed to use the bathroom. It's like, okay, so there's an eight block area downtown where I'm spending all morning <laughs> where no bathrooms are allowed. Like, do I have to drive to the other side of town to a McDonald's? Like, what's the solution here? And I've, I've run into that in, uh, in Lafayette, Indiana, that it's set up like that. And I've run into it in downtown Indy. We took our kids to a show the other day and we were able to use the bathrooms at the field house. But on the way out then, we're going past all the small businesses and these huge old buildings like, Every single one had a sign, bathroom's not for customers. It's like, okay, well, I hope in the next 20 blocks, nobody in my party of 12 has to use a bathroom. I, I just don't get it. If every, it's a, it comes back to like the communal fallacy. Like everybody's looking to protect their own toilet, but when you guard every toilet, you make it impossible to use the bathroom. So either people are just not going to go downtown or they're, uh, or they're going to like pee in an alley, and that's going to be worse. Then you're going to end up with the Steve situation. So they're, they're, they're causing their own disaster. James, do you not talk to people? If you've got your little girl that has to pee, you can't, you've never brought yourself to the counter and said to the 20-something, listen, can we just use your bathroom? Uh, look at you, James. You're clean cut. You dress well. Obviously, you take great pains not to offend anybody with stories of peeing in the shower. But you look like somebody that's responsible and will not trash a toilet like Guns N' Roses just went in there. Surely, you can use a not-for-public bathroom if you just explain the situation to whoever the employees happen to be. As you take great pains in pointing out, every time this comes up, I am not a celebrity. I am a nobody. And when I walk in and I ask for something, and there's a sign specifically forbidding that something... <laughs> The person I'm talking to will point to the sign like I'm too stupid to read. But I can read, Steve, and I know how the world works. So if there is a sign forbidding something, something this store hates so much, they had to put a sign up because they were done having this conversation. I'm not going to ask that question. I'm going to take my business what? elsewhere. Oh, my God, James. You've got to rely on the goodness that rests inside the heart of every man, except you. If there were good, that, if you, if there were goodness, what? they wouldn't have a string of signs up saying nobody ever can use these bathrooms. If there were goodness and the communal spirit and goodwill towards men, they would be like, "Hey, this is the price of doing business." It's kind of like when I stop at a gas station and I use the bathroom, but I don't buy gas, but I might yeah. buy gas at the next one. The whole idea is this string of gas stations work together. That I wouldn't make this trip at all if there weren't both gas stations and bathrooms and they know that by establishing this route i will go up and down this route over the years and i will buy stuff at every single store over time even if i don't do it that one time it's it's part of the big picture they lose that big picture in the bathroom desert they are just looking out for me 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 you can't use my bathroom go away and pretty soon there are no customers and they don't know why <sighs> Now, do you also choose gas stations based on whether they have a single serve or whether they have an open bathroom? 
I don't know if I know that beforehand, but in general, you can expect a better bathroom experience if it's a newer gas station than an older one. Yes. I mean, you go, but I mean, for a lot of the trips we did, we were going up into the, you know, the middle of nowhere in Iowa, and the best you're going to get up there is a Casey's, and they're going to be two unisex bathrooms, and that just takes a long time to filter a bunch of kids through. I mean, gener- in general, it's, we go into the bathroom and, you know, my wife has to take, you know, a party of five into one bathroom and I just walk myself <laughs> into the other one. It's pretty great. It is. Yes. But yeah, the, uh, where you've got a key that's attached to like a cinder block yeah. and you got to go around yeah. back to get in. We avoid like, those places. You're yeah. going to be killed. Yeah. yeah. Definitely don't want yeah. that. Well, so you asked what we were going to talk about as if we ever lack for anything to talk about. And we talked with great passion and vigor and forever destroyed what sort of uh, acquaintanceship we had. This, this is the end. I don't think I can ever look you in the eye again. Well, I will walk us out of here. And you have tuned in to the final episode of Wrong and Wronger Ever. And thank God it's like the governor has called and all of my time is now free. But in case we ever meet again, when James and I come face to phone with you and your kin, this is Steve Olivas, the king, Dr. Steve for James. He's been upgraded to Dave Breakwell saying, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Pee at will because that's what God intended. And remember, as always, two wrongs can.